You know we gon' eat Everything else in this world is irrelevant Until you give it away to the king We'll never be able to walk through the gates If we haven't surrendered and never repented That there is a key You gotta believe You gotta have need You gotta be willing I'm looking around and saw people that left Oh well, you can't please them all But when God tells you to move You gotta pick the funnel better answer that call, yeah Everybody wanna ball, man Big house and two-car garage Give my family 80 acres Over there any day find no problem I'ma till that land Plant them seeds and watch them grow Pray for rain Read that word If you really wanna reap You gon' have to sow Got my bros, if I eat, everybody gon' eat We all stay winning, that's a blessing Ain't no stressing, God is flexing while we singing oh. When I looked at the industry, I saw the devil at work. I've been independent, I've been on a mission. I use what I'm given, I know what I'm worth to change. And it ain't about the money now. Everybody wanna talk about it though. If you get a trap beat in some auto tune, you're probably gonna get up on the radio. That's a car I've been copy, hooked on mollies, I found in my hobby. What you really need is a mentor, bro. Wax on, wax off, Mr. Miyagi. Back to the basics, faith walk, no ASICs. Heavenly oasis out in the country. Cornfields, four wheels, and the Tupac blessing changes. Well, by now, I really hope you get what God twang is. But if you don't, at least I hope you know that Jesus lives and Pastor J, a.k.a. Pastor Jace, here at Made Free Church at Made Free Church, Idaho. Hope you guys are having a great morning. I know I'm starting a little early, but I wanted to, you know, uh, get in a little bit early this morning because I got some things I got to do today. Um, 
but uh, what a blessing, you know, got up this morning, you know, uh, just, just wanted to get with my king, man, you know what I mean, and uh, what a blessing that is, um, you know, it just, it's just, uh, uh, just so you guys know, man, you know, God is, is, I, I need your prayer, most of all, I need, I need prayer in a big way, because starting a church, man, the, the, the craziness that is going on, uh, spiritually, um, it's been, it's been crazy, man. It, you know, uh, the enemy is just trying to twist me up into uh, little, little bits and pieces. And, uh, God is there, man. And he's like, nope, ain't happening, ain't happening. So, uh, um, just keep me in prayer. You know, uh, we're about a month or so away from opening church, made free church, Idaho. Uh, we, you know, I want to thank you guys for the blessings that you guys offered, um, there's one particular group uh, that is allowed that is, has literally um, gave us the money to build the wall that we need to build and uh, what a blessing you know what a blessing that that they're able to do that just to bless us on planning this church and um, you know I, I don't want to take away from their blessing you know uh, but you know, uh, I'm just just totally in awe of just the, the, the body of Christ coming together and making sure that this church happens. You know, uh, there's a church that I've been attending out here, uh, Reformed uh, Christian Fellowship, that has stood by me and walked with me through this journey uh, since I've been here. Um, and they've been praying for us, you know, and we're literally right down the street from them. You know what I mean? and uh, um, praying for praying for us you know that's what i call the un unifying the body of christ you know i'm not going to this church you know to recruit anybody i don't even talk about it you know to anybody there you know if the pastor asks me about it you know i'll tell him or one of the deacons or whatever but i'm not in the congregation trying to recruit or anything like that because that's 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 not my business there. My business is to sit under somebody while I'm here building this church, right? You know, even though I am a pastor, I believe that we, that pet, see, here's the thing. Pastors that aren't being discipled or do not have accountability, you know, uh, people have been asking me to, to, to really talk about the whole Matt Chandler thing. And, um, you know, why he stepped down with the inappropriate speaking, all that stuff. You know what? Let me explain something to you. We're men. And the Bible says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked, right? So the inappropriate talk or, or whatever that was with Pastor Matt and this, this, this lady um, and the elders putting him on discipline, um, church discipline, you know, uh, uh, whether whatever's you know, let me, let me explain something to you. We need to, we, we don't need to break him down, even if we don't agree with his theology and his wokeness, right? We need to be building him up and praying for him. There's too many people out there that once a pastor falls, they're, 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 they're inclined to jump on that pastor and what a piece of crap this guy is. He's using his whatever it is, right? We're not, as Christians, we're, we're we, we are, sometimes we can be the worst, right? So to, to Pastor Matt out there, even though I don't agree with uh, your wokeness and stuff, man, I'm praying for you. You know, um, 
I, I know this, the, the, the type of things that you're going through with this church discipline. And I just want to tell you right now that, that, God, that God wants you to step out and get correct. You know, and that's exactly what you're doing. But make this more transparent than it is. You know what I mean? Um, and I know that this lady doesn't want all this, you know, what, 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 what the, <laughs> with the media and all that other stuff. They don't want, you know, that. And I get it. You know, I get it. Um, but Pastor Matt, I just want to let you know, man, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and beat you down and, and tell you how wrong you were and, and stuff like that. What I'm going to do, man, is I'm going to build you up, right? And I'm going to pray for you daily, you know, to get right and get repentive, <coughs> you know, and, and do the right thing. And uh, so I just, I just wanted to let you know that, Matt, Pastor Matt. Uh, I'm praying for you. I love you, man. And uh, I just, uh, uh, just, just wanted to say that. That the reason why I'm dressing this Pastor Matt thing is, is, is because we have to understand that there's church discipline going on here, right? Um, and you know, there's there's churches like ours that can't afford a a, 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 a law firm to look in and investigate, right? Um, so, and you know. It, it, you know, he, he, he pastors a big mega church. I, I don't agree with mega churches, but I just kind of wanted to address it um, because I kind of felt led, you know, to say, hey, let's stop beating him down. Let's stop beating him up and let's just pray for Pastor Matt and his congregation. You know what I mean? Um, let's just pray for him and build him up and restore him back into his position. You know what I mean? Because that is what we're supposed to do. Right. So anyway, welcome to Sunday morning church service here at Made Free Church at Made Free Church, Idaho. I hope you guys are having a great morning. I know I am. I get to be with my king uh, in worship. I wake up early a lot, you know, to do that because this is my time. This is when everybody else is asleep and I don't have to go do chores. I don't have to go to work and stuff like that. So this is my time that I get to spend with my king. You know what I mean? And it's such a blessing. You know, um, I found more of a blessing, you know, in, in prayer and getting on my face and, and crying out to God. And, and let, let me tell you, man, that's it, such a freeing thing. Um, just an announcement before we get started. Um, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. Um, you know, we have a whole intercessory prayer team that is set up to pray over your prayer requests. We are a, a, a praying church. We believe in the power and, and sufficiency of prayer. Um, just like we, we believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and, and, and the authoritative word in Scripture. Um, but if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org and let us pray for you. You know, we'd love and be honored to pray for you. And we're a praying church, so let that be known. All right, guys, we're going to, we're, we're, we're still in the book of Romans, right? And, and I love the book of Romans, one of my favorite books. You know, I was talking to my brother Ricky about it uh, yesterday, and we were talking about scripture, and, and we were talking about, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, and uh, we're going to have a podcast, uh, radio podcast coming up. And eventually it's going to be a, a radio program, hopefully, if, if God wills it. You know, that's, that's my vision of it anyway. Um, that, uh, oh, you know what I need to do? Hold on one sec, guys. I got to make sure you guys can hear me. Um, 
one second here. All right. slow okay um anyway um so guys if you guys need prayer you know uh guys please go there. so we're gonna be in we're, we're gonna be in romans for a while guys i mean we're we're just about to the end of romans and uh um we're gonna be talking about is Israel's rejection total. I mean, it, it, it is a total, right? So we're going to be in, we're starting a new chapter here, guys. We're going to be in Romans chapter 11. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 10. So if you guys want to open up your word there, um, that'd be great. Let me turn on some music. If you guys haven't heard of Josh Snodgrass on YouTube, go check him out. I love his music. It's so refreshing. All right. Um, so um, let's get into this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity that we get to spend with you this morning here on online church service, Lord. And we just want to say thank you for all the podcasters that are listening, for everybody on YouTube and Facebook who are listening and watching, Lord. And we just want to say thank you for them. But we want to say thank you most of all for your word, Lord, and just get this lowly preacher out of the way lord and let your word go forth let it touch somebody's heart and let salvation begin lord and i uh, just lift up this day to you god and just ask you bless your hands and feet and uh thank you for all the the jobs that are out there god because we're celebrating labor day and uh thank you for all that lord and, and we just want to say lord we just we lay our lives down at the foot of your cross lord and we just want to we just want to be more like you and and, and obey your word in Jesus' name, amen. All right. So we are going to continue our study in Romans. We're, 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 we are starting in, in, in Romans 11. So let's read Romans chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. It says this. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself... It, am an Israelite, a descendant from Abraham and a, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people uh, whom he foreknew. Do you not know what scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? He's, uh, verse 3, Lord, they killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I am alone and left. And they seek my life, but it is what, but it is what God's reply to him. I have kept you for my. I have kept for myself seven thousand men who both, who have not bowed their knee to Baal. So, to the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace, but if, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. 
otherwise grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear down to this very day. And David says, let their, let their table be a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a re, uh, tribution, retribution to, for them. Verse 10, let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and, their, and bend, their, uh, bend their backs forever. You know, in, in, in his letters to the Romans, the Apostle Paul makes the point that righteousness is a gift from God through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a perceptive reader of the first eight chapters of Romans would notice that Israel, God's elect nation, seems to be missing from the blessings of salvation. So, Paul sets to make out three points in in Romans chapter 9 through 11. The first is in chapter 9. Paul talks about salvation from a divine side. Uh, salvation is a matter of divine sovereign election of some and passing of others. God, saw, God is sovereign and he chooses whom he wills for salvation. Second is in uh, Romans 10. Paul talks about salvation from the human side Israel's failure to receive salvation has caused by her ignorance and works righteousness you can find that in verse uh, chapter 9 verses 31 33 verses uh, chapter 10 verses 3 and verse 21 and third in Romans chapter 11 verses 1 through 10 Paul makes the point in spite of Israel's obvious obvious failure <coughs> that her failure was not total also in the last section of Romans 11 Paul makes the point that Israel's fa failure is not final in fact there's a time coming when Israel shall be saved you see that in uh, uh, chapter 11 verse 26 but we're not there yet okay in this study we're not there yet so with that we turn to the text of Romans 11 and the subject is is Israel's rejection total so Paul asks in verse 1 I ask and he says this I ask then has God rejected his people you know it is a natural question in light of the, of the last words in, in Romans chapter 10 that Paul speaks strongly of the unfaithfulness of Israel. And he wrote in verse 20, uh, 1021, But Israel, he, i.e. God, says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient contrary people. In light of their present condition, what more natural question is there than this one? has God rejected his people but by the way that Paul asks the question he anticipates he anticipates a particular answer in the first place the Greek text he, he uses the negative particular in his question that is used when the 
questioner expects a negative answer to his question. In other words, the question may be put this way. Did God reject his people? Has he? Uh, that would be true to the Greek grammar, right? The, the very use of the expression, his people, lets the per perceptive reader know that what kind of reply the apostle expects, right? And when God takes him people, takes his people to himself, it's not just for a little while, it's forever, right? And in addition, in more than one place in the Old Testament, the explicit statement is that is made that God will not reject his people. For example, Psalms 94:14 says, for the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his heritage. And 1 Samuel 12, 22 says, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it is, has pleased the Lord to make, to, to make uh, you people for himself. Now let's look at the Pauline answer. Paul directly denies God's rejection of his people. He says, by no means, uh, in, in verse 1, uh, is, is his emphatic reply to his own question, right? Now, now if God were to forsake his, his people, then he would become a liar and, and a covenant breaker, right? And, and how could we possibly justify that in the light of his character as one who is absolutely honest and true? Paul further explains why God has not rejected his own people in uh, the last part of 11.1, uh, which he says, For I myself, an Israelite, a descendant from Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. See, God has not rejected his people simply because Paul himself, a saved Israelite, his own salvation proves God's faithfulness to his covenant promise. Now, he might have introduced others also, such as like, you know, Simeon and Anna, like in Luke 2, 25 and verse 38. They too were Israelites and they had not and, and, and they had not been forgotten by a, a faithful God. Grace alone, through faith in Christ alone, they have also been saved by God. You know, Paul refers to himself as an Israelite, a descendant from Abraham, and a member of the tribe of Judah. One commentator says, his name's uh, Matt Black, says, the Benjamites were Israelites. They were uh, uh, an uh, aristocracy, right? Uh, uh, I think I, I probably murdered that word, but that's right. Um, when, the, when the defection of the 10 tribes took place after the death of Solomon, Benjamin stayed on the side of Judah in the south. They did not follow the ten tribes in setting up a system in systematic, uh, a schismatic, excuse me, altars, uh, the alien priesthood, the temples of Bethel and, and Gigal. Right, God had pronounced a curse on anyone who offered sacrifice for sin anywhere in the world except at the door of the tabernacle of the Lord. You can find that in Leviticus 17, 1 through nine. See, Paul, Paul claimed membership in the faithful tribe of Benjamin, the smallest of all tribes. And you can find that in uh, 1 Samuel 9, 21. As 
you know, uh, a commentator, Luthi, suggests that someone might say that Paul of Paul's salvation, one swallow does not make a summer, right? In other words, one swallow, because swallows come out in summer, right? That does not make a summer, right? So Paul states positively that he is affirming in verse 2a, that's the beginning of the verse, that God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. See, People have a uh, people have a, a, a real issue with the word elect, right? But when they see foreknew, they just get, oh, okay, so we foreknew it. But foreknew, and 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 we we've studied this in, in, in past chapters with the word foreknew. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna state this: the word foreknew means to choose in love. That's the biz, biblical definition, right? What Paul is saying here is God in love has chosen His people and has not rejected them. Right. In other words, God isn't fickle, guys. Like, you know, there's there's an was an old seminary professor professor that that always said, a plan within a plan. He intends to bring Israel to her promise, but the way includes the present time of the Gentiles' blessing also. Right. So now. Paul introduces Elijah as the illustration in verses 2b, right? Through verse 6, it says this. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah and how he appeals to God against Israel? The Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. And I and I alone am left and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal so that the present time there is a remnant chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer the basis of work. Other graces is no longer grace. Now, Elijah was a great prophet of Israel in the days of her backsliding, right? At, at the time of apostasy was, apostasy was widespread. But it was not universal, right? Uh, you find that in Kings, First Kings, uh, nineteen, ten through eighteen, which, which frankly also uh, uh, is the case today, right? Elijah thought that he alone had remained faithful to the Lord, but the Lord had to remind him of the most, most vividly that he was, he had reserved to himself seven thousand who did not bow the need to the image of Baal. In verse 5, Paul indicates that the present of the remnant proves that God does not cast out his people. Uh, the words, so too, draws the comparison between Elijah's day and Paul's day, right? The remnant refers to the Jewish converts in Paul's day, right? The Jewish believers in the church, which was now becoming largely Gentile in character, right? And Gentiles would be, if you're not Jewish, you know, Gentiles would be you and me. The reference to grace launches Paul into an exp uh, explanation of salvation by grace and not by works, right? It says, but if, gr but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works otherwise otherwise grace would no longer be grace james s stewart in one of his books commented in some detail on the principal marks of legalism 
there's three things characterize legalism, right? The first is the redemption by human effort. Man wishing to build his own highway to heaven by his own good deeds. Second, the mercenary spirit. Uh, met in, in, seen in man's desire to stand before God and point to his own piled up moral achievement saying, there is what I've done, now give me my reward. You know, that, that mercenary attitude is developed by a legalistic spirit, right? Which always is multiplying its cl uh, claims upon God through the regulations of its purpose to obey. And finally, there is a fondness of the negatives. It's, it's thou shalt not. So destructive, so destructive of the freedom of grace, right? God's grace, however, is free. It's the product of a sovereign love of our almighty triune God. Augustine once said this, Gratia nisi gratia sit, non es gratia, which, which is translated this, grace unless it should be free is not grace grace is not to be produced by works there's there are those who say that paul is unintelligible but the reality he is understandable providing we come to him out of need of forgiveness and despair of finding it in our own human efforts. Commentator Demi, Denny uh, has some important words to say about this matter, right? And he says this, to say that Paul is unintelligible or that he presents Christianity in a way that which does not, which does it every kind of injustice and finally unacceptable to us is to fly, it is to fly in the face of history and experience they there have always been people who found paul intelligible intelligible and accept the gospel that uh, as he preached it there are such people still if not in the theological theological classrooms then in the mission halls at the street corners in lonely rooms right it is it is not historical scholarship that is wanted for understanding of him and neither is it the inside of genius it is despair paul did not preach for scholars nor even philosophers he preached for sinners he had no gospel except for he had no gospel except for men whose mouths were stopped and who were standing condemned before at the bar of god they understood him and they finally and and they find him eminently intelligible still when a man has the simplicity to say with Dr. Ch uh, Ch uh, Chalmers, what could I do if God did not justify the ungodly? He, was, he has the key to the Pauline gospel of reconciliation in his hand. So what is the, the, the conclusion of what Paul is saying, right? The logical conclusion is of his line of reasoning in the in 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 verses seven through ten right paul says in verse seven what then israel failed to obtain what it was seeking the elect obtained it but the rest were hardened 
the view from the human side, Israel failed to obtain their righteousness in seven, right? But the elect have obtained it. So God has not rejected his people. The view from the divine side, however, something else must be said. And Paul says it, right? The rest were hardened is his comment. And, and the word hardened is a very strong referring to the hardening of a of a callus, right? It is used metaphorically here, but the force is that of deep hardening, right? You could you could find that in 2 Corinthians 3:14, right? Paul tells us in verse 8 that God is the agent who performs the hardening. Right? He says in verse 8, he says this, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see, ears that could not hear, down to this very day. Paul, as usual, points to the election as the basis of acceptance and sin as the basis of judgment, not non-election, right? There are no arbitrariness or, or evidence that God prevents a seeking soul from knowing him nor is there justice for the non for, for 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 none deserving anything the truth expressed by paul may be traced to our lord himself in mark 4:12 and in john 12:40 see Paul, in his customary fashion, clinches his argument and conclusion by quoting scripture in the case uh, proportions of the law, like Deuteronomy 24, 9, the prophets, right? Uh, 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 in Isaiah 29, 10, the writings in Psalm 69, 22 through 23. In his verses, and he says in his verses uh, 8 through 10, as it is written, God gave them the spirit of stupors, the eyes that would not see, ears that would not hear down to this very day david says let their let their table become a snare and a trap stumbling block and their re, uh, retribution for them let their eyes be darkened so they ha cannot see and bend their backs forever the people of israel in paul's day were hardened Right and blinded like Israel, Israel in, in in the wilderness, dazed and obtuse, like the Israel of of Isaiah's day, right? Isaiah's day. David's persecutors were the forerunners of our Lord of, of of our Lord's Israel, guilty of deicide and failing under judicial hardening and blindness, which was their recompense. There, were, there are many truths that find illustration here. A person is free to accept or reject the gospel, but if he rejects it, he still sustains the relation to the Savior. The influence of the rejection abides in his hardening, right? Just as the smallest particle of light falling on unexposed film produces a chemical that can change and never be undone so the rejection of christ leaves a permanent mark on the on, on the person's soul people do not merely neglect the gospel when it's heard there is always a response if there is a rejection the per the person's worse off 
and 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 after after hearing the message and right and, and what it says in in matthew 21 through 24 and the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces jesus said and it's true and it's true you know all, all the heretic uh heretic heretical teachers of the ages know the truth now and, and just as 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 the king of babylon has greeted was greeted in hades by the inhabitants there uh, uh there with their words you too have become as weak as we are you have become like us isaiah 40 14 10. so all the heretics of the past have been greeted at their deaths you know but yet there's still heretical churches out there doing heretical things right so the danger of becoming gospel hardened let their own table before them become a snare in psalms 69 22 david said of the unbelieving israelites of his day who nevertheless were still offering the sacrifices that may be happening in our evangelical churches today our services our observances of the sacraments may become a snare to us if we are not exercised by them giving them the attention of our hearts it was said of those around the cross in matthew 27 36 and, and then I'm, I'm quoting the the king james word sitting down they watched him there in a sense the watch continues as christ is preached the four soldiers indifferently cast lots for his garment the sadducees and and, and pharisees the intellectual the intellectual and the religious blasphemed him right the woman and the crowd sincerely pitied him but not but they did not really understand only the dying thief was touched by the despair of his lost condition crying out jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom even the saints fled out of fear and anxiety what was the lord's attitude May God move us all to cry out like the thief did in despair of self-salvation. Lord, remember me in grace and save me by your sacrifice. Amen. You know, guys, I hope you guys are understanding. I know a lot of you guys don't like the word elect or, or whatever, but it's biblical and we've been seeing how biblical it truly, truly is. And we have to understand the case for that. You know, we have to understand that, you know, Israel's rejection is not total. He's going to bring that to fruition through his covenant because God does not lie. And God is true and God is real. Amen. All right, guys. So uh, a couple of announcements before I depart from you guys, this church service. Um, guys, uh, let's see. Guys, if you guys would like to, to to support Made Free Church as a whole, please go to madefreechurch.org. There is a giving tab that you can give three ways. You can give through our, our, 
our PayPal link. You can give through our cash app or you can send a check or money order to the address that's provided on the website. Guys, you know, uh, uh, we could we do have an overhead and uh, like, again, none of the pastors here or none of the staff, none of the officers here, whatever you want to call it, takes a, a, a salary for what we do. We do it out of the love of Christ and preaching his word, right? And bringing church to you, whether it's through internet, whether it's, you know, coming to one of our churches and stuff like that. So we do have an overhead. So if you guys can give, give, you know, it's, I'm not saying, oh, you need to give. Blah, blah. What I'm saying is if you guys can give, please give, right? Uh, we can use your, your, your giving. And guys, thank you for being here. You know, thank you for being here. Thank you. And I, I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this journey in Romans because it's such an awesome journey. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for your word. We want to say thank you for all that you do, Lord. Bless this day. Bless this Labor Day, Lord, um, as we are off on Monday, Lord. And we just want to say thank you for this holiday that we get here, Lord, to honor all the people that work normal jobs and, and preach your word and, and all that stuff, Lord. And uh, We just say thank you for your word. Thank you for dying on the cross for us, God. And thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, go in peace. Uh, you know, uh, may God richly bless your day. Um, and uh, we will see you on Wednesday. God bless you. So be here for Wednesday Bible study because I'm bringing it. God bless.